Hello there. Let's talk some Obi-Wan. It was an Obi-Win for Star Wars. Now, before we get into it, there will be spoilers in this episode, my friends. So press pause if you haven't finished the show and just wait a week or come back to this whenever you watch it, all right? All right. <laughs> so excited to dive into this Kenobi finale. There's so much to talk about. There's so much I'm just really pumped to get into with you all. Now, <laughs> Jen's not the biggest uh, Star Wars fan. You know, I think she is, but she hasn't got into the shows particularly. So this one's going to be all me. I hope I'm enough for you, enough geek for you. If it makes you feel better, I am wearing a Darth Vader shirt. It's one of my favorite t-shirts. I work out in it. I sleep in it. I go on the plane in it because I'm going to Florida tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to wear this shirt tomorrow for good luck. Now, uh, okay, so how should we start? Let's start with what I loved about the show and what I didn't. Now, what I loved about it is it actually made me appreciate the prequel trilogies more. A lot of people hated on it, me included, like Jar Jar Banks. Come on. Uh but I think watching this show kind of gives you that deeper appreciation, excuse me, for the lore and uh, even a deeper appreciation, appreciation, ugh, tongue twister, for the, you know, the OG trilogy. Because you find out all these um, sayings that they have, all, the, all these lines, like they, they just get a deeper meaning and a deeper context going through this. What I didn't love is it felt a little short. Now, what I mean by that is, like, for example, this final episode, I think it was like 50 minutes long. I I felt it needed to be a little bit longer than that. Like, you know, give us another 10, 15 minutes, maybe a little bit more um, before the Darth Vader fight, a little bit more after. It felt like in this last episode, it concluded. And then all we got was kind of like... Um, you know, tying loose ends. It was like it was over in the first 15 minutes, it felt like, in the context of that, I don't know, like maybe it was 30, whatever. It just felt like it was over too quickly. And then they started getting into like, you know, um, Obi-Wan saying, uh, bringing Le saying goodbye to Leia, I mean, and Obi-Wan, oh, the motorcycle in the background. <laughs> Obi-Wan meeting Luke for the first time. Uh, the Wow, that's a really loud motorcycle. These guys are such a douches. They go vroom, vroom, vroom. Ugh. Speaking of douches, I'm going to take a little bit of a detour here. I was coming home from work on my way home, like five minutes, whatever. And I saw like an entire, it was like a stormtrooper squad legion of douchebags. These guys were wearing the aviator sunglasses, like all of them, the exact same sunglasses. They all had like 
collared polo shirts and they all had Crocs with socks in it. I'm talking like 10 to 15 guys, exactly the same colors shirt, but the exact same brands. I, I'm across the street from a big concert hall in, the, in Toronto. Um, can you guess which artist these freaking douchebags were going to see? I'll give a second. I'll give you a second and you try and guess who it was. All right. Is that enough time? Dave Matthews Band. Could you fucking believe it? All these guys to see Dave Matthews Band. Ugh. ugh. Also, a little double side note. Um, there's this, like weird sound in my walls. If you hear a little water dripping, I apologize. It's noise I can't control. But let's get back to the actual talk of the episode, Obi-Wan. And we we're getting into what I wasn't a huge fan of in the finale. Like, uh, it felt rushed. I feel like that's this. I feel, you know what? Moon Knight had the same issue. Uh, WandaVision had the same issue. What's with all these shows feeling rushed? Is it maybe the pandemic caused them to kind of push through things faster than they originally wanted? I wonder if that's the case. Because like I was saying, uh, to backtrack, by the time we were finished with the big conflict, it felt like we still had more than half the episode. You know? And it was also only six episodes total. We could have had more. And um, I really... Oh, you know what? Let's get into our... Uh, oh, you know what? I want to do my uh, savvy meter rating of the series as a whole. I'm going to give it a solid 88. Okay? I know I was just critical, but overall, I loved it. I loved the nostalgia. And I, Okay. That being said, I don't think you can rate something positively based on nostalgia because that doesn't mean it's necessarily good but this really was a excellent movie a movie show um now i want to get more into it i want to get more detailed so let's start off with the individual characters let's go my three stars of the entire series i'm gonna go from three to one number three is reva now reva got a lot of hate and i want to say all the people hating on her you can go fuck yourself okay that's all you're gonna get from me piece of shit uh look it up if you want to know what that's all about reva was just excellent i i remember a couple years ago no it was like it was when it came out when when did jedi fallen order came out come out like it was a while ago and i don't really remember the storyline that well but there was this main antagonist he kind of fought throughout the whole um game and Reva kind of reminded me of her she was this broken Jedi that turned to the dark side but really she was that twist where you find out she was actually trying to kill Darth Vader oh that was awesome and then when she finally came out Darth Vader in the episode last week and he was just like she was hacking at him hacking at him and she knew she was fucked she knew she had no chance again against Vader but like she was just motivated and pushed by hate What's a Sith saying? Let's see if I remember off the top of my head. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. And I think that is just, ugh. I hope I got that order right. It's something like that. And Reva was a perfect embodiment of that. I think she's getting her own spinoff. And I could totally see Reva having a spinoff. There's so much we can uh, dive into with her. The guilt she feels hunting her own Jedi. Uh, the guilt she feels being one of the surviving younglings. Also, by the way, like I saw so many people like, oh, I have a feeling Reva's one of the younglings because of the flashback um, at the very, very beginning. No fucking shit Reva was one of the young younglings. It was so obvious. Like, you think you're special for noticing that? Like, fuck off. Okay. 
I'm just ranting for fun now, but that's cool if people thought that it was obvious, so fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Riva, I loved just everything about her. She was so badass. She was so broken and, and full of hate and anger. It just, it really like uh, intrigued me and I was so impressed by the acting by Moses Ingram. You're top shit. I, I want you in this universe. I want you to have your own spinoff. At the very least, I want you to be involved in the movies. Hey, who knows? Maybe you're still alive when the Mandalorian happens. That's possible. I think that's like 20 something years in the future. 20 to 30 years in the future, something like that. So you could be in your 40s, 50s. I would love to see Reva. So Reva's like a solid number three. Uh, number two goes to who else? Darth Vader. Dun, 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 Darth freaking Vader is just, oh, chef's kiss. And the thing with Vader is throughout the whole Star Wars kind of universe, he's only ever kind of popped in and out. You know, he hasn't had like um, a lot of screen time, but the screen time he gets is just freaking epic. Like, oh, um, when in the episode before the finale, the ship was going off and he freaking use the force to just whoosh, 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 just like pull the ship apart it's just so epic oh and anakin just seeing how broken anakin has become at this point like he's no longer an anakin skywalker he's darth vader now he's gone fully to the dark side i think darth vader could be argued that he is one of the greatest villains in all of science fiction and what's so impressive about that is Darth Vader is you never really like you never really kind of see behind the curtain with him. You don't really know like much about um no, you don't you know his story, but you don't really like get to see the emotional side of Vader too too much. This show really fleshed out Vader a lot and it really showed how OP he can be. Now, I apologize if I'm getting things wrong. I'm not like a hardcore uh, Star Wars nerd. I do my best. I love the universe, but I haven't like dived into the lore and I haven't, um, you know, I don't know as much as everybody. So I'm just speaking as a fan that just saw Kenobi and what I remember from the other trilogies. Darth Vader is just freaking epic. And in my number one slot, it has to go to Mr. Ewan McGregor himself, Obi-Wan. It's very rare that I actually um, name the lead as the first star because usually the side characters take a lot of the spotlight. And there are instances where that happens in this show. I'll give my honorable mentions after. Uh, but I got to give it to Obi-Wan. Like, Mr. McGregor, you are incredible in this series. You could To see like a broken Obi-Wan at the beginning kind of... He has no connection to the force. His combat skills are shit. Homie got nothing. Homie got nothing. But by the end, you see his progression. Like when he finally like let go, lets go. Like he he becomes the the Obi One that we know and love. You know the hello there. He even says that at the end. Ugh, I love that. I'll get into more of that later. But Obi One is my number one star. You are just like. Ugh. You're my favorite Jedi, or maybe Luke. I don't know. I go back and forth, but Obi-Wan's up there. I grew up on the prequel trilogy. That was my time. I'm 30 years old. So um, 
Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, like uh, Qui-Gon, Liam Neeson, like all these guys, Samuel L. Jackson, all these guys are uh, kind of my Star Wars, you know? And it's really, it's just really good to see them kind of pay respect to the characters that came before them. So I was really happy with that. Now, now that the three stars, my three stars of the show are out, I want to talk about a couple honorable mentions, and that is little Leia Organa. I think there were some complaints about Leia, and I gotta say, I don't agree with them at all. This girl, I don't know the name of the actress, she played Leia to the T. This is exactly how I meant like how I imagined in my head Leia would be. I couldn't be happier. It was really well done. She was uh, witty, a little bit of a smart ass, just so brave. I was really happy with how they brought this character to life, this younger version of the character. And I feel like Carrie Fisher, um, I feel like she is really, she would be really happy with how she is portrayed as a child here. And I think she's smiling down on little Leia here. So I'm, I'm very happy with how that how that was done. The other honorable mention is Tala. I think her, I'm trying to remember her Game of Thrones character, Sea Snake? Or is that, um, or is that the Mandalorian character's name? Oh, I don't even remember these actors' names. Holy shit. But Tala was excellent. Like, to see her bravery and how she sacrificed herself in, in the end. And when she came in earlier in the season, everything that she meant to Obi-Wan and Leia, really well done. I'm super happy with Tala. A brand new character was her, her, um, her you know, her lifespan was cut too soon, but I, I guess that's what made it great, right? So honorable mentions, Leia, Tala. Um, Kumal Nanjiani's character was great too. There was tons of other people that really shined in this series. So well done to Deborah Chow on everything that you did. Now, let's get to my favorite moments from five to one. Okay, I'll be a little bit more brief with these because the last one is I want to want to talk about it. So number five, <laughs> it's it's the end, the very final um not literally the final, but it was like one of the final scenes where uh, Owen goes to Obi-Wan and, sorry, let me rephrase this. So these are my favorite five moments of just the finale, not the whole series, just the finale. So number five is when Owen says to Obi-Wan, hey, would you like to meet Luke? And he goes up to Luke and says, hello there. Everyone knows that's Obi-Wan's like famous line. He says it in the prequel trilogy. He says it in the OG trilogy. And I thought it was just a great homage to the history of the character. Number four is Darth Vader post-fight. So Darth Vader's sitting in his throne. He's The Emperor shows up. Oh, it was so freaking cool. Like, oh, man. And then the freaking epic theme, the Darth Vader, the Sith theme right at the end. Dun 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 Loved it. Number three, it's just personal to me. That's Qui-Gon returning. I remember when I was a kid in elementary school um, and the prequel trilogies were coming out, Qui-Gon had a really long ponytail. 
and I always wanted to grow a ponytail as a kid to be just like Liam Neeson and Qui-Gon. I, green's my favorite color, so his lightsaber was my favorite too. I just loved everything about Qui-Gon. He, he's, he's not the best, he's not the best Jedi for me, but like when I talk about personal like connection through my youth, it's definitely Qui-Gon. So it was really great to see Qui-Gon returning at the end. And you know, he still has some humor and some quirkiness to him as well. So that was my number three favorite moment. Number two is the Reva finale. And that's just, it's not like the same heart, uh, heart to heart thing that I felt with Qui-Gon returning, but it was definitely more impactful to the Star Wars lore as a whole. Like Reva just, she was broken. She was upset. She was angry. She was like, I don't know what to do. Like, and Obi-Wan was just sitting there, just letting her decide. But that whole conflict that she felt there, the the pain, it all came to the surface in that final moment with Obi-Wan in the desert after she returned Luke. That's why that gets my number two finale. Or number two, um, number two favorite moment. All right. It's time for the number one favorite moment of the finale. And I have a feeling that everybody feels the same way. Let's hear it. I'm sorry, Anakin. For all of it. I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. The same way I will destroy you. Then my friend is truly dead.
Goodbye. Darth. Yep, that's right. Darth frickin' Vader versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. And guess who Obi-Wan? <laughs> I'm throwing that back. Oh, that moment where he knocks the frickin' helmet in half. Oh, that was so sick. And if you if you really like pay attention to that scene, there's a moment where he says, you didn't kill um, Anakin. And his face is red, like the face it's showing is red. Or sorry, it's blue in that moment, which symbolizes the light, the good, the Jedi. But then it turns to red once um, Hayden Christensen says, I did. Boom. And it's just the cinematography, which is so well done. And and the acting, uh, what's his name? Ewan McGregor, like his acting was so good like he didn't even have to say anything just his face the tears swelling up in his eyes as he realized his friend anakin skywalker was dead like it's just oh chef's kiss beautifully done the acting the music the the simplicity of it all there was a a real simplicity that scene too like just them staring at each other it didn't need to have this crazy music and all this shit flying around it did have that earlier but at the end that's what really hit me and i have a feeling like a lot of people had to reach for the tissues after that definitely the number one moment for me so just to recap number five hello there number four darth vader post fight you know talking to the emperor number three when we finally have liam neeson return as qui-gon number two the reva epic finale after she drops off luke and the number one favorite moment of the finale, even of the entire series, is the Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan fight. Just incredible. Nothing bad I can say about it. That scene gave everybody what they wanted. Whatever people thought this show was going to be, I don't think they got it at the beginning, but towards the end, they definitely got rewarded for their patience. They definitely got what they wanted out of Darth Vader, out of Hayden Christensen, out of Obi-Wan, like, I think those are the two people people were most interested to see, and they got they you couldn't have watched that and not have been pleased. I don't know where you could criticize what happened there. Now, I've heard rumors that, like, or not rumors, I've heard people online, like, kind of posturing for Darth Vader to get a, his own spinoff, or at the very least, like, they're wondering if it's, they're saying it's something that should happen. And I gotta say, personally, I don't think Darth Vader needs his own spinoff. He works better as this kind of character that kind of um, comes in and out. Like, he's this otherworldly figure. He's he's Lord Vader, you know? I don't think we need to see more of him. You know, I think we have... I think um, Dave Filoni, Deborah Chow, like all those people in, involved in that world, I think they've done a good job of showing Darth Vader the way they have throughout the entire lore of Star Wars. I don't feel the need to go any deeper. Now, if you want to do some kind of live action flashbacks, cool, but I don't really, I don't think that's it. I don't think you should go there. Now, if we're talking Obi-Wan, 
I do think there could be more stories to tell. But the only thing I wonder is, so, I don't know, there's some things with the original trilogy that doesn't quite line up. Like, if we're 10 years now from uh, when the original trilogy starts, when we first see Uncle Ben, how does he... He's like, oh, I haven't... I remember a scene. I might not remember it correctly because obviously this movie came out a while ago. Um, But I remember saying Obi-Wan. I haven't heard that name in a very long time. But like, is 10 years considered a long time for you not to remember your old name? I don't know. If they they add it and if this series goes over for another five years, like let's say we get five seasons, then it's only five from the original trilogy. So like... I don't know, that, that time gap there, it, it's a little fuzzy. I think maybe they can do more seasons. Hey, fuck, maybe they can do five seasons, but it needs to be over a short time period. Like I'm saying max, like I want to see maybe another year. I don't know, even that's like, uh, it's little, there's more story to tell for sure, but you have to be careful over how long that goes because then we're getting into kind of continuity area continue oh god that's a fucking tongue twister then we're getting into continuity error territory say that three times fast holy shit hey but you know what if deborah child's at the helm i have full faith in her she's excellent she should get an honorable mention too like you know what you're the you're the first star tied you and obi-wan you did a great job so to sum up i loved obi-wan I recommend it if you like Star Wars. And I kind of want to rewatch the prequel trilogy, the OG trilogy, <laughs> not the sequel trilogy. But hey, I wonder if in 10, 15 years, if people are going to appreciate the sequel trilogy more, you know? Huh? Maybe. Anyways, that's it for Savvy Geeks and the Obi-Wan Kenobi special. What a great journey it's been venturing through the Star Wars universe one more time. I hope I get to see more. I hope I get to talk more. And I hope you all enjoy listening to me.